Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 133. Add it again. <laughs> What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back on this October 20th, 2022. And how are all of you? I hope everybody out there is doing well. I hope you're being safe and being kind to one another. You got to be kind to one another today. I'm telling you. But before I get into anything today, because I got an amazing podcast for everybody out there, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all my subscribers. Thank you to all the new subscribers. Welcome. I am so pumped to have you all here. You're what keeps me coming back week after week. Give a thumbs up for the video and share, rate, review the podcast. That all helps push it out into the algorithm. All right. And I need your help to be doing that. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. All right. It's the one thing I'm asking everybody to do. That is the number one thing that helps the podcast and keeps me coming back week after week. Of course, give a thumbs up, share, rate, review, and leave comments. That's right. Comments for me, comments for the guests. That also helps the podcast grow, and it guarantees more guests coming onto the podcast if they know that you're enjoying it. More people want to come on and do it. All right. I appreciate all of that. Now, of course, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. Go ahead and send your email out, whether it's video, audio, or typed out. That's going to give you a chance to get on the podcast or get your story out there or ask for advice, but you can only do it through the email that's official email of the podcast t-a-l-k-i-n with Topher at gmail.com that's talking with Topher at gmail.com so go ahead and send those on out all right i'll be looking for them and if you want to follow me i'm on social media instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook so go give a follow i always appreciate it all right hey everybody hey i got a special announcement that's right uh on ufc Fight Pass, Combat FC. The main event is going to be Rick Genghis Han versus, I'm going to butcher this, G-Sayas, Jay-Z, Cavalcante. I hope I got that right. If I didn't, I, I do apologize. But that is Friday, October 21st on UFC Fight Pass. So if you've already got it, You'll be able to watch it. If you don't got it, find a friend. Go watch it. If you want to know more about Rick Hahn, he is part of Professional Martial Arts Academy in Plastow, New Hampshire. He has his own school. He is a uh, uh, an Olympian in judo. Uh, just an amazing person. You can also go to episode 92 of Talking with Topher. That's right. Rick Hahn was in... Uh, Topher Studios in January of this year. He was my very first guest, and I always appreciate that. I appreciate him, and I'm just super pumped for his uh, fight in on the UFC Fight Pass 
this October 21st. So go watch, um, check it out, check out the podcast with them. Amazing, amazing person. And uh, that's the breaking news, everybody. Go get your UFC fight pass to see Rick Genghis Han take on G. Sayas, Jay-Z, Cavalacante. All right, check it out. And now with all that out of the way, I have an amazing, amazing conversation with one of, uh, well, the most important people in my life. Uh, funny how it all revolves around jujitsu. <laughs> so learning good discipline on the mats has helped me tremendously with the discipline in my life. Um, that I believe that all goes hand in hand. I highly, highly recommend martial arts to anybody. But the person that I'm having on today is my professor. He's also somebody I consider a, a very good close friend, uh, somebody I can confide in. And he has helped me through my jujitsu journey for the last seven years of my life. So instead of me rambling on and on and on and on, let's get into today's episode. Talking with Tim Bouchard, it is an absolute honor to have you here in Topher Studio. I'm so excited about uh, having you in, in the studio and on the podcast. Um, uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug or promote? Uh, no, I, I'd like to pro, uh, plug and promote you. This is really cool. I'm really excited. <laughs> and, you know, you do a lot of cool things and, uh, you know, your energy is awesome. So, you know, I'm All glad right. to be here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. That's so great. Um, I just, you know, getting getting uh, you in here, it, 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 I've already said, is an honor. But it's an honor because I've spent the last seven years of my life at your school, Professional Martial Arts Academy. And I have to say, not only have you taught me a lot about self-discipline, defense, uh, and of course, jujitsu in general, but you have treated me like a family member. And I feel like that's so important today, um, you know, with schools and uh, making it more of a family oriented uh, type of situation instead of just feeling like you're at a school with a with a curriculum and getting stuff done. And so that has just been uh, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, it's been a complete game changer all, all around for me. Um, but before I get into anything that I'm going to ramble on about, what what started your martial arts journey? Um, back uh, 15 years old, I okay. uh, I was my buddy Keith McNault. He was uh, didn't karate. Jiu-Jitsu wasn't around back in the 80s in, in the United States, and uh, he was into karate, and, and, you know, we always, growing up, we fought a lot. Oh, you okay. Know, growing right. up, we fought a lot. And uh, he's like, ah, oh, you got you to try this. And I was really into lifting and stuff. And, and so I tried it, and it was, it was I had a blast doing it. Uh, so I was doing it off and on, and uh, but I was still really into the weightlifting. And okay. then I when I hurt, I hurt my shoulder. I was a mechanic before yep. I opened the school, and I hurt my shoulder pulling a transmission out of a Jeep. And uh, so I kind of... It was hard to lift as much as I did before, oh. and so then I went and focused on on karate. So I uh, like eighty five was my first lesson in karate. Eighty seven, I really started really pushing it, and uh, so that was really that's really what, yeah, what got you yeah. started. Yeah. So, so when you 
got into martial arts because of the shoulder tear. Yep. What? So were you trying to become a mechanic? Was that like your 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 focus at that time before you really got into martial arts? I was a mechanic. Yeah, no, you I, were I, a I mechanic. Were, yeah, that was my. Oh, full, okay. I apologize. That, yeah, that was my full time job. I was working oh. at Ford dealership. Yep. My father used to run Ford dealerships and uh, uh, growing up and. I started washing cars at the Ford dealership and then uh, working on cars. And my brother-in-law started teaching me and some older mechanics started teaching me. So I became a line tech and working on the line as a mechanic. And that is absolutely amazing. So, so when I was doing karate, I, I, uh, I, uh, was a mechanic. And then eventually I started teaching karate part-time at night, helping my instructor out. He, he was big in tournaments. So I would help him out, run, you know, run his school. We was at a tournament, uh, if I wasn't doing the tournament myself and, then eventually what happened in 1994, um, I had a really bad experience. They, they fired our service manager and put uh, a, a new guy in. And he was uh, t- 180 degree different. Oh, okay. You know? yeah. So he was the guy that, you know, well, do what I say. Yeah. Do what I say. And, and which is fine, but why am I doing that when we always did this? And it works fine. And, and eventually I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. I can't see myself long term. Yeah, and on a whim, my my uh, my instructor is like, "Well, open a karate school." I'm oh. like, "Ah, oh, cool." So in '94, um, I opened my karate a- April sixth, nineteen ninety four. Opened the school in Derry, and the rest is history. So, so professional martial arts academy was the karate school. Yes. So it was. I was a, under a different name. Under oh, you my, were. I, what was I, it? It was Tokyo Joe Studios. Oh, okay. I yeah. did see something yep. about that, and I was, yep. I was, I wasn't sure what that was. Okay, so it was. Yep. Tokyo Joe's Studios Studio. of Self Defense. Yep. Oh. And then um, eventually what happened is I kind of had, you know, as you go along and you have your own ideas and your own thoughts, and, and I really wanted to, I don't want to say any bad about, you'll never hear me say bad about anything, anybody or anything, but their beliefs were a little different than mine. Okay. So I was like, oh, we have to go, we have to, you know, do our own thing. And then my team was like, you know what, we got to go, this is what we want to accomplish. So, you know, we kind of went off on our own and still have the relationships, you know. And uh, and so I think in 2003, I uh, I became Professional Martial Arts Academy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yep. So the transition from a – were you still doing any jujitsu or Muay Thai when it was – before it was PMA or did that all start after PMA? Muay Thai. We were doing Muay Thai. And um, so jujitsu was really – we were doing jujitsu, but not – it was really hard in our area. Mm-hmm. Um, if you came up and it was very hard, there was only really one black belt, Herberto Maya from Boston Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, down in Watertown at the time. And he was the only black belt around. There was no, it really wasn't that popular. So what you would do is you do a seminar here and there and come back and practice it. You'd, you'd find the judo guys that, you know, focused on the groundwork and you'd train with them to, to learn the ground game and stuff like that. So it took a while to really catch on. So we were, you know, we were white belts for, I don't I mean, I don't even know, six years, seven years, you know, oh, wow. before we started. Yeah. Yeah. That is so Locking crazy. On. Yep. And then. So- yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. And then um, what happened was I started training uh, under Keith and Kenny Florian, mostly okay. Keith Florian. Um, everybody knows Kenny from the UFC. Okay. Um, he, he I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm really yeah. bad with names. That, that's okay. So um, uh, he's from, you know, they're from Boston. So Keith Florian, I started training with him, and um, I got up through, you know, uh, my purple belt with him. And hmm. uh, and eventually, that that time we were play, uh, training with Raphael. Oh, okay, I was yep, who, yep. who he came over, I think in two thousand three, 
Oh, wow. Or 2004. I forget the exact. Uh, from Brazil, he moved and he was teaching at Henzo's. And then we started training with him and we would go see him for like four days. And then the next month he would fly him out for four or five days. And that's how we did our training. And then uh, Keith eventually said that he's like, you know, you should go train with Rafael full time. You know, you'll get, which I really, you know, for Keith to say that, like, oh, you know, you should go be go training with him. That's the right thing to do. I thought it was big for him to say, you know, to guide me in such a a, a, right, a right. straight way. You Instead know, he, of being like, you have to stay with me and yeah. this is the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, He's so, like, branch out, do yeah, this, yeah. work with But him. he was like, yeah, no, he was like, go full time with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, it, it, he said it's time. So, yep. No yep. kidding. Yeah. And is that like uh, where the partnership started with Raphael? Yeah, yep. That's, That's where, where the, par- the, yeah. the, the, the friendship, it was more, you know, because what happened is Henzo was like, ah, oh, Raphael, you take care of the New Hampshire boys. Gotcha. Because you know, he was gotcha. in, in New York, and then you know it, it just blossomed from there. So did uh, did did Raphael already have his school in Florida? No, no. Oh, so that's so, later too. So this that is, that's oh, wow. that's when he moved from Brazil the first time to the United States. Okay, he was running Henzo School uh, in oh. New York, in the the famous Henzo Gracie Academy. Okay, um, it had like it was struggling. You know, it was struggling student-wise, but, you know, Raphael, you know, is a, is a workhorse, and he worked it, and, you know, they were up over 1,000 students. Oh, wow. Yep, and then um, then he, actually, Raphael, wound up moving to Singapore and, and evolved MMA in Singapore. It's a huge, uh, you've probably heard of one fighting and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chatri, who Ch- owns that, had you know Raphael running the uh, jiu-jitsu program at Singapore, and they have huge schools over in Singapore. And then, uh, then he, he stopped that, moved back to Brazil for a while, and then moved to Florida and opened. I'm not sure when, probably, I don't know, maybe five, no more than that, maybe ten years. I don't know the time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, so when he opens up the, the the school in Florida, is that a BJJ start or is that a PMA as well? No, that start. That was his. So start. What start is is um, he he was obviously the the name behind start. Oh, okay. Um, he's okay. The head guy. Him and I opened it together. Um. So technically, I'm co-founder. Right. Uh, of right. Start BJJ. I I feel like you know it was more of him being gratitude because I helped him with the school and stuff like that. Helped him uh with business and stuff like that. More of gratitude, like. You know, hey, Tim, let's do this together, where he could have done it on his own, you know, very, very easily, and I would have just followed along with him, you know. Right. And, um, but, yeah. no. So, so that's where that partnership yeah. between PMA and B, and then start BJJ yeah, yeah, yeah. collabed. Yeah. And it, was that also, like, I, I remember, and you don't have to talk about it if it's a sore spot, I understand, but there, when I started, we still had a Gracie Tiger, uh-huh. there was a patch on the mats. Uh-huh. Well, what 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 caused that to dissolve? If um, you can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, of like course. I said, I'll never talk bad about anybody, and I'll of never, course. you know. Um, but what happens is through the years, you know, like anything else, relation relationships sour. People uh, always feel like, oh, it's easy, or, or or I want this, or I want that, and you know, unfortunately, who the person at the time just you know uh, wasn't the type of person I wanted to be around. Okay, and he went off and kind of did his own thing. You know, I, I had actually because we were at Henzo Gracie school, you know, but then, you know, he did his own thing and things kind of fell apart and, you know, there was like this and that. And I'm like, you know, what? I don't want to be part of that it at all. Yeah, I, I, I don't just don't want it. And that's when Raphael, you know, was like, you know, doing the start thing. And I'm like, you know what? Oh. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm with you. And he was my main instructor anyways. 
you know, Master Henzo's a great, uh, amazing, uh, yeah. amazing person. Uh, but, you know, I probably really trained with them. Uh, you know, I've only rolled with them twice in my life. Oh, okay. And, and, okay. And, you know, I've taken classes and seminars with them and stuff like that. But Raphael was the guy that, you know, I would sit there and, you know, uh, uh, spill my guts to. And, you know, oh my God, I'm, uh, I'm horrible. This is happening and that's happening. So he was the guy. So, you know, I would follow him. Anyways, is, anyway. it, is, is that as you're coming up in the ranks and stuff, you're, you're thinking those things about oh, yourself? Everybody, you know, everybody goes, I through, mean, everybody goes through the things where, wow. you know, they question it. They like, oh, my God, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Yes. You know, yeah, 100 percent. It was going through, too. I remember Raphael one time told me he, you know, I was a brown belt and, you know, I, I'm a pretty aggressive person. Mm-hmm. especially when I was younger. Yeah, I'm getting older, I'm mellow out, but, you know, <laughs> ask anybody that's been around me for a long time, you know, uh, the ami- ask, ask the Amigos what I was like, you okay. know. I, I okay. was pretty intense, and, um, uh, you know, I was a brown belt, I was feeling good, and I remember Raphael telling me one time, he's like, Tim, you know, uh, you should be getting your black belt, but you're not going to. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, he's like, you're not ready mentally. He <laughs> says, you're not a black belt. And that hurt because I was a martial artist. Right. But I thought, you know, jujitsu. I beat this person. I beat this person. I do this. I do that. I push this person. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. But it's like a regular martial art too. You know, when when you know you think you're ready, you're really not because <sighs> because it's the attitude. Like you just go along, train hard, keep your mouth shut, do what the instructor says, and and you get there. Yeah, I I, I do believe that. Yes, yeah. I I feel like uh, any type of pushback is definitely not what you should be doing, anyways. Um, you, you want to kind of go along with things, but, um, question is asking questions is always a good thing. Yeah. What do I need to do? What do you expect of me? What do you have? What am I doing? Am I doing anything wrong? Am I, but you know, sometimes you have that, that sense of entitlement. I think we all have it every now and then, right? That that sense of entitlement, like, well, I deserve this. Well, yeah, I, I, I've been there myself, yeah, but that was more back in my drinking days uh-huh. that I felt like I deserved things. Now I've become more humble um, and, and without alcohol being involved, and now I realize that I don't deserve anything, but if I work hard for it, I may, I may get what I'm working for. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a words fanatic. Okay. And when somebody says, ah, congratulations, you deserve it. Yeah. Like, no, I no. don't deserve it. I earned it. Yeah. And, and that's... I think that's part of the process that I went through. The words is like, oh, I deserve it. Yeah, but I didn't earn it. Right. Does that make it? Deserve is something's given to you. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you deserve You it. deserve this. Like, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you earned it. Right. And your actions earned it. So that, that was a kind of a big play on words that, that I agree with you 100%. You know, if, yeah. we're, if we're earning it. And it's uh, then it's forever. It's, it's forever. Yeah, you earned it. You didn't just receive it. You know, I yep. didn't just receive right. that plaque from my purple belt. Yeah. I earned it. You earned it. I but, worked yeah. hard for that. Uh-huh. So. Like days like today, you know, I, I, I was just talking to someone and like, oh, you know, it's the holiday. I said, I know. I said, but excuses are a horrible thing. You know, excuses don't help you go get your goals. You know, no. we had a great class and, and, you know, the people were working hard. And I'm like, these people on a holiday, it's a holiday, right? It's yeah. one of those weird holidays that, you know, it, it's getting colder out and it's a little dreary out. And you're like, you know what? Very easy. Can I just stay in, sip my coffee and, and kick my feet up and watch TV? But we had people, you know, a lot of people on the mats, you know, going. I'm like, that's. Yeah. 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 Why not? I, I mean, to me, I. I don't know. I always have like Mondays off and I've noticed a lot of these off holidays always land on a Monday. Uh-huh. So I technically don't even notice half of them. I'm right, like, right. oh, what do you mean? It's Monday. I'm going to class. They're uh-huh. open. We'll go. And then I get there and it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It's a holiday. I'm not getting any mail today. 
But to go back on what you said about feeling a particular way when you were coming up, I think that's very important for a lot of people to hear because we're, I mean, I'm going through it every day I'm in there. I'm like, I don't, some days I'm like, I, I don't know. Did they screw up when they gave me this? Because I don't know where I'm, where I am right now. And like, so to hear that coming from you and a lot of the higher ranks, you know, uh, like, like Tommy and uh, Baldo and just have them kind of in a cloud sometimes and watching them ask questions and work through it. You're like, okay, we're all on that playing field. And it's just amazing to me. It's, it's nice to hear. I don't know if it's amazing, but it's nice to hear that everybody just goes through that struggle the entire time. I think so. It's a part of learning. You know, there's always yeah. better people. There's always there's parts where you don't understand. It's like life, you know, you can have the most uh, successful person in the world and they're struggling with, with something in life and they go talk to somebody about it. Yeah. You know, we're not perfect. We're not, we're far from perfect. You know, we have good days, bad days. We have amazing days. We have okay days. And there's going to be days that like, oh my God, is this, <laughs> is this worth the grind? And, yeah. you know, but then you think about it, you think about it as a life aspect. You think, okay, jujitsu or martial arts is just like life. You yeah. know, I get put in these positions sometimes I'm not comfortable, all right? Sometimes I'm getting ground down, I'm getting smashed, but then I have to figure out how to keep myself safe and work my way out of it. So, I mean, the biggest thing, like I tell people a lot of time in jiu-jitsu all the time, it's all right to be upset. It's all right to, to be frustrated, it, it, aggravated. It's even all right to cry, you know, but just don't quit because, you know, yeah. quitting is, is, you know, obviously the end and you'll never get there. So we all go through, you know, we all go through it. I remember one time, you know, Coming up, I, I, my instructor had to talk me, you know, um, out of quitting the martial arts. You know, no. I, was, I was a green belt in karate, and and I was like, okay, I'm done, you know, and things just weren't going my way, and that's it, that's it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm all set, and I'm gonna go and do my own thing, and you know, maybe I'll get back into, well, who knows, back yeah. into lifting, you know, because uh, I always like working out, but you know, he talked me back into it, and. You know, I'm I'm grateful that he did because look at my life today because yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yep. Yeah. You almost quit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That is crazy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So you've said you've mentioned lifting a couple times. Were you powerlifting? Like you were yeah. competing? Yeah. You were a competitive power lifter. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. So well, how, 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 so I know that you said that you, you ripped your shoulder pulling a transmission out yep, yep. and that's what kind of ended the power where, how far did you make it in that career? How long were you doing that? Well, you know, it, it's really back then, you know, powerlifting is kind of one of those sports that, you know, you don't make money at, you don't, you, right. you know, you do it for more of yourself and stuff like that. But I was pretty good. I, I was coming up, I was, uh, Always head of my class. Always, you know, I had a, a actually a couple junior world records in the bench press and and oh, growing wow. up, you know. So it just, it just, uh, uh, you know, it was to me it was fun. It's something I could do, and right. uh, you know. And then I used to train with this guy Ted Arcidi, who was the first guy to bench press over seven hundred pounds. And holy you know, shit, yeah. And and I got what? you know training with him, so it was fun. You know, you had this legend who bench pressed, you know, was the world record holder in the bench press. And uh, so you get to train with him. So it was fun, you know. That's more than four of me. Yeah, that's crazy. Holy huh? shit. Yeah. 700 pounds. Yeah. I'm downstairs pushing up 95. And I'm like, whoo, I got it up five oh, times. Man. Yeah, he was, he, was, <laughs> he was a freak, you know. And he, wow. went, he went on to, to, you know, wrestle in the WWF back then and stuff like that. So, Oh, know, really? Yeah, yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. And that's the time, actually, we were... 
we were doing a lot of stuff with uh, Paul Levesque, who's in the WWE now. He's Triple H. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, he was around, and we worked out with him a lot and trained with him a lot. Yep, yep. That is insane. Yeah. So you know, you know a lot of people from your powerlifting days all the way up until today. You've yeah. just met a whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a whole ray of people yeah, yeah, out there, yeah, huh? yeah, all yeah. different. Interesting. I get some pretty good, pretty good stories in me that you know, yeah, don't always come out. So yeah. <laughs> so when you, uh, so so kind of going forward a little bit, how, how many PMAs to BJJ start schools are there? Well, technically, so um, PMA is a, was kind of my thing. Right. All right. Um, I had three of them. And, oh. and one, like one, uh, we had um, uh, Derry that I owned, uh, Wyndham that I owned, and oh. then Plastow that, you know, Rick and I Rick. Are, are partners mm-hmm. in. Okay. Uh, him and I are partners in that one. Um, then, but then the Wyndham location the guy that was with me for years and years and years and years, and I have nothing but respect for him, Todd. Um, you know Todd? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Todd. And uh, eventually, you know, uh, talking to him, and, you know, it's time for him to – it's hard when you're always on somebody's coattails or, you know, and he you know, he ran the school for many years, was with, with me over 20 years. So, oh, wow. That's you know, a long teaching time. The school. Yeah. You know, so he bought that school, and he's off doing his own thing. You know, he changed the name, which is great, and – um. Yeah, he's doing good things. So it, technically, we have two PMAs. PMAs schools. now. Then we have um, another student of mine, Chris Shelton, who opened. I let him use the name because he was a black belt under me. He's in Merrimack. Oh, um, okay, yep, yep, that's Shelton. the one in Merrimack. Yep. Okay, yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, so there, but then start schools. We have, you know, we have. Um, it's more just a licensed jujitsu program, and it was designed to, uh, like jujitsu became big, obviously, and yeah. Uh, so, but a lot of people were kind of like me. I don't want to say Ronins, but um, there was no place to go to train, no place to really, no curriculum, and people wanted to, you know, do it and put it in their school. So uh, that's where Raphael came up with Start, where they have a whole curriculum. You know, they have, um, uh, we help them with teaching, we help them with the curriculum, we help them, you know, with the video support. There's video support on lessons and techniques and stuff like that. And oh, wow. uh, so that we have. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I'm bad. I don't remember, but we have like four schools in Minnesota. Um, we have the New Hampshire ones, Rhode Island, Florida. Uh, we have uh, um, uh, a couple of affiliations in Brazil and and uh, really? in Australia too. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. So really, so you have affiliations in Brazil? Yeah, through Professor Rafael, who's Brazilian. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, uh, Wow, that is incredible. So when you go to Brazil, you you like go to your schools and yeah, yeah. It's see- not our, you know, per se ours, right? But but it, it's under it, under yes. your name. So yeah, so we get to go train there and stuff, which is awesome. Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Where where in Brazil is that? Uh, in Rio. Oh, it is in Rio. Yep. Yep. Oh yep. wow, yep. I've never been. And I, so. I, I give you names, but I. I you know, butcher them and all. No, 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 all, that's all fine. My, all my Brazilian friends would get mad at me for, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, so, yeah. How many times have you been over to Brazil? Probably around 14. 14? Like 14 times, yeah. Yep. Uh, how's that? It's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. It's surreal. You know, yeah. For one, two. Is Rio the place with the giant statue Christ that looks statue, out? Yes. Yep, the yep, Christ yep. Sta- is that yep. the Christ yep, statue? Yep, okay. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's so wild. Yep. It's Christ Redeemer. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty... It's pretty cool. That's um, that's in Rio. Then uh, Rio, I think, from what I gather, you know, is more the touristy because you have 
you know, that's where like uh, Coca Cabana is and and uh, the Christ statue and Sugarloaf, which is a, a huge mountain that has a trolley that you get to and stuff like that. So, you know, Rio's more, I think, the touristy part of Brazil. Oh, okay. That makes uh-huh. that makes sense. Yep. And so when you when you open up the schools there, I how many schools are in Brazil? Isn't it yeah, a lot? A lot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of where it came from, yeah, in a you sense. Know, but a lot of them are more uh, clubs, and and people don't, you know, people don't travel as much in Brazil. I I get, and I could be totally wrong. From what I've gathered, is they kind of stay in their own little realm a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like, um, you'll have like uh, one of uh, the academies that um, uh, Gordo has over there is in a big. Uh, a big like apartment complex and it's in the, in in like their health club almost you know and they oh, wow. run a school there and so that's how they they do it and stuff like that so a lot of them are are more in a facility like a club type facility than like schools oh wow even though they are schools it's not like a, a yeah, yeah, yeah very it's... very like a commercial school in its own building here and stuff i haven't seen a lot in in brazil like that which, oh, okay. which i could be wrong you know i could be just in the wrong circles but right right yeah, but yeah, yeah that's a that is just incredible being out there and uh-huh. uh, so you visit a whole bunch and you're pretty good at the portuguese a little bit yeah 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 you're definitely a lot better than i can do i I'm picked trying. up on a little bit yeah, because yeah. i uh when i worked at walmart there was a a guy and his wife who were also on the maintenance team and they uh-huh. always talked talked in portuguese and they would always talk to me and try to get me to do it uh-huh. and i was like but it has that like Spanish yeah, like yeah. sounding to uh-huh. it. But yeah, it's a uh-huh. whole bunch of mixture of everything. But yeah. that is so crazy. Yeah. I so, did a lot of study in Brazil, uh, Portuguese. Uh, I haven't in a little bit, but you know, I just start, you know, uh, started looking to find another person. I want to do like a, a set program, like a, a schooling on it. If I can find a, a tutor, even if it's on Zoom or something like that, to put me through like official lessons in Portuguese. That's what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's that's just amazing. So when you're, man, I got I got so many questions. When yeah, you yeah. when you're running your school, right, and uh, it, it it's a, like maybe back in the day where it was maybe transitioning from the first name to the second name. Did you ever have anybody come in? Like I, I feel like the '80s, early '90s, there was a lot of people coming in off of the streets and challenging people in schools. Did you ever have an experience like that? Did anybody like come in and? Be like, oh, who who's the black belt here? I could take them. Yeah, you know, not so much, but you have, you know, it's funny. Way back when, when I opened up schools, the other instructors of the school would be very intimidated. Oh, and so you know, they would come to your school and try to intimidate you or want to mess with you and stuff like that. So you know, per se, like people come in once in a while, they have people come in and be like, you know, oh, you know, I can beat you up and stuff like that. Great, you know, okay, great. <laughs> you know, to me. I really don't have to prove how tough I am or I, you know, right. I, you know, I like to do it. I like to mix it up. I just, I just, uh, I was curious because I've seen, um, there's this, uh, uh too much Cobra guy, not Cobra <laughs> guy. I've actually never watched an episode of that. Uh, I, I wasn't, it wasn't something, uh, me and my wife were interested in. I don't know. We kind of left it at the karate kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh-huh. but, um, no, it was just more of like those, uh, uh, the, the Mick dojo yeah. stuff where you got a lot of people who have fake things, but you, there was a lot of, uh, videos at one point where somebody would come in, they would challenge somebody and then, then the person at the school would, you know, just show them what, 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 
they were doing wrong. You know, it's funny you say McDojo because that's a term that, you know, yeah, there are some people out there doing some funny things and, you know, some non, like, business moral things. Okay, yes, you get your belt, you pay me money, you know, oh, advanced program, you know, you pay me this much money in a year, you get a black belt. There, Don't get me wrong, there is stuff out there like that. Oh, you know, okay. That's a term, but a lot of people will say, oh, McDojo, because of jealousy and their school's not as, as successful as the other one, you know, coming up, like if you had a big school, mm-hmm. you know, you were a McDojo, you had to have been selling out. Oh, really? Because people never did it. You know, they never understood oh. the business where, you know, a big school was, uh, you know, 50 students was a big school where, you know, the instructor could barely, barely pay their bills and they could, you know, barely stay open and, and uh, that, but then you have these schools that would come in and all of a sudden at 100 and 200 and 300 and 400, well, they must be selling out if they have that many students. You know, oh. people just started getting better with with the business because the martial arts, so the martial arts way back when uh, came, a lot of it came to the United States from the military. Okay. Right, people in the military and they would, um, they would bring, you know, bring the martial arts back and start teaching it. Okay. And while well, they knew military. That's what they did. They trained. So it was like, oh, hard, beat you up. And not everybody can do it. When I started, um, there was very little kids in the program. Oh, really? When I started way back when. There, I think there were three kids in the program. Oh, And the okay. rest were adults because the kids just, you know, kids can't do it. But then the karate kid came out. And yes. people people started adjusting like, well, wait a minute. If I take a kid, for, the, for example, if I take a kid and he's a superstar athlete, super tough, football player, this, and, you know, and I make him a champion – well, good for you. You should have. But if you take the kid that has no confidence, all right, that can barely interact with, with in, in a social environment, and you make them a confident person, they're not a champion, but they go along, and they go to college, and they do big things. Well, who got more out of your program? Yes. You know, a lot of times the people that need it aren't the, 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 the champions, and that's what it was. Like Cobra Kai, I want a champion. I want this. Find the best fighter. Find this. Find that. But that's not the person who who needs the martial arts the most, it's the other people. And right. once the karate kids are changing that perception, then people are like, like we, we have a lot of people with autism, you know, yep. that are never going to go out there and be the best black belt ever, but they uh, function in, you know, uh, in today's society. Well, who got more out of the program? And right. that's, that's what it is. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yep. such a good way to put it too. The, the reason I brought that question up is because back then, uh, karate Kid was giant, and there was a lot of that stuff going on. But the McDojo that I was talking about is an actual Instagram handle where this guy goes around and finds fake dojos yeah. just doing fake stuff. Uh-huh. And he calls them out, and he puts them up on it. And right. that's where that McDojo uh-huh. came from. So I didn't even know that that was yeah. a sellout name for schools that were actually doing good. I have, The other day, you know, it's funny, uh, uh, Brock Larson. Okay. Who, you know, is a, a UFC, WEC, one, you know, MMA veteran. And uh, somebody called his jiu-jitsu academy, who has the toughest people in it, yep. you know, uh, uh, McDojo. And he called really? me all mad. And I said, congratulations. He's like, well, I said, you made it. You're successful. Uh, He's like, well, if that's, that's awesome. If that's all they have to say about your school, that you're a McDojo, you know what? Good for you. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, when we were doing Zooms during lockdown, 
Brock came on and did a seminar, and we learned an anaconda choke from that. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I learned. How, yeah. I learned the anaconda choke in my living when we room. When we were doing Zoom, right? When we were yeah, doing the Zooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a great class. Yeah, yep. You know, a lot of those, uh, the way that we all dealt with the, the whole lockdown thing, I, I felt like whatever got me to, uh, whatever I was capable of doing was a good thing. So like, you know, mm -hmm. at that time I was absorbing every zoom I yeah. could. Cause I was mm -hmm. like, I can't believe we can't go in class. And now it's like, uh, at least we're back to somewhat yeah. of a normal yeah. C now. Definitely changed, you know, COVID changed, uh, uh, the way everybody, uh, well, the way the world is run. Yes. Really? A hundred percent. But you know, it, it, I mean, I, obviously I don't, I, I don't, didn't like it. I didn't agree with it. I didn't believe in it. Um, I didn't believe that you don't, you know, you don't put healthy people away and don't let them, you know, mingle and socialize. It's the health, you know, the people at risk. Um, but that's my personal belief. Yes. Um, but you know, if you look, there was some, you know, different things. COVID gave us an opportunity to look at the way we were doing things and adjust things and, yeah. and, 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 you know, do things. So, it was bad in the long run because it, you know, hurt a lot of people and, you know, um, but, you know, there there were some benefits out of it that, that you know, we were able to adjust a little bit the way we did things and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, a lot so. of people got to spend more time with their family uh -huh. and realize that they didn't want to work as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh -huh. it was so much of that. And yeah. now you're seeing it today because a lot of the people that were like, I'm stuck at home. What do I do? You know, I started a podcast. Yeah. I, I know a lot of other people that started like OnlyFans and did yeah. this. And then like by the time the jobs were ready to come back, they were like, I don't need you anymore. I'm right. doing this out of my house, yeah. making just as much money as uh -huh. I was working for you. Granted, I didn't get that same benefit from doing my podcast. But so and they're like, they're like why aren't people coming back to work? Because you forced them to stay home, and now they're doing internet shit. Right. So you did it yourself. You did this to all of us yeah. by doing what you did by locking us all down and making us stay home. Right. So congratulations. Was this a result you were looking for? Yeah. No? Uh, I, I would say one thing, with, with especially in my industry, what we do, um, the fitness industry, I, I know for like long term, it's hard to be at home doing it at home. Yes. You know? Um, especially something like uh, martial arts where, you know, you need somebody to practice with and do it in different energies and stuff like that. But a lot of these companies that, you know, went remote, the guy I was talking to, um, uh, we went to dinner uh, the other night for um, uh, somebody's birthday. And, you know, we were talking, they have a big company. And, and I'll leave the name out of, you know, yeah, because fine. I don't want to, you know, um, but a, I'm talking a huge international company. Okay. And we were talking and, um, you know, they have where, you know, they're mostly remote. You know, the upper end has to go into the office like three days a week. Okay. They said, but, you know, the person who, you know, she's kind of the, the, I, I, I don't know how you class her. She's a major shareholder. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, we were talking. She's like, yeah, but a lot of these people now that are doing 100% remote stuff, what they did is they just opened up competition across the world. Yeah. She says, we're worldwide. worldwide. Oh, Jesus, you know, yeah. So, you know, she's like, we have call centers in it from India, right? So what's to stop us from, you know, okay, we're paying this. We have to pay health insurances and that and that and this to open a contract in India. So now these people that are home, you know, it's a matter of time to, you know, these companies start figuring like, okay, you know, we have to pay you. Uh, for example, I know a lot of people move from Boston to Florida. Uh-huh. 
right? And they're remote now, but they're on a Boston-based pay. Right. Living in Florida, which is a different, you know, depends what, I guess, what part of Florida, right? Right. You you know, and, um, but then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. You know, what's going to stop me from getting the 23-year-old kid out of Idaho to do your job for you that can do it just as good and half the price? So I think a lot of these people, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I think a lot of these people have realized that they opened up a lot more competition for themselves, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh I've been hearing a lot of stuff, like a lot of these companies that uh, did the remote are now trying to force everybody back into the office. Uh And I don't know if that's the best way to do things, but it seems like today you get more productivity done with people staying home and now they're these corporations are trying this four day work week. Yeah. Yeah. They want to see if you can do the exact same amount of work in four days instead of, instead of five and see if, and and I guess the, one of the companies, I don't remember the name, but they put it to a test Uh and they saw if not the equal productivity, they saw more productivity because they were more, Focused and more yeah, willing yeah. to get their work done because they're yeah. like, I get three days off. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of things that have changed with this. You know, going through all the changes that we went through from Zoom to using dummies to having uh, everybody kind of s- partner, the same exact partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right too. Yeah, and yeah. then finally being open again. Yeah. And I've I've said this a, a bunch of times on here is that the one thing that I, I I'm still confused about is I just never caught it. And I'm just, I don't understand. I've been around so many people that have had it and like just being in school, me and Rick have talked about it. It's like, you know, if we were going to get it, what happened? You know what I mean? I know he's gotten it at at other points in time, but like, I was like, we're in school, we're sweating on each other. We're, we're rolling. And, and, And it just doesn't, I don't know. I started to become less fearful of all of this when all of a sudden I just, no matter who I was around that had it, like my wife caught it yeah. and I did not yeah. stay away from her. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, this is my opportunity. And uh-huh. like, I felt like the, the, the virus doesn't like me. <laughs> so I was like, I just uh-huh. don't understand. But, but you might've had it with no symptoms. And that's the other thing too. People do say that. And there's, you know, there's so many different things with yeah. this and it's just a weird situation. But I think that the whole point of why I brought this up was just the way we went through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, it was a it was a good way to go through it, and when we finally were like, okay, it's time to relax, we got to finally relax, you know. But you know, we talked about earlier where the points where, um, oh, you wanted to quit, oh, you wanted to quit, you wanted to give up. That was a, you know, COVID was a great excuse. Oh my God, was oh, it ever? I, oh, I stopped doing that. Why? Well, COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, I stopped going to the gym. Why? Oh, COVID. Oh, my business failed. Why? Because of COVID. And and I'm not saying some didn't because of it. But you, you know, think some a lot had, of them will use it because mm-hmm. there's no oh because of COVID what can you say you can't say you can't dispute it you can't you know oh, say fair. anything against it you know oh I I went out of business why COVID okay now I can understand that you know your company was shut down for whatever and you didn't save your money or something like that I could, yeah you could you know uh, we were shut down for for thirteen weeks. You know, you were 13 weeks, 13 weeks. Yep. And yeah. thank God, you know, we still had the recurrent membership where, you know, we had a bunch of people just, no, we can't do it. You're shut down. Yeah. We had a bunch of people that supported us say, listen, as long as you're doing it, we're going to do it. You know, we had some people that said, okay, I'm not doing zoom, but I'm going to pay because I can, cause I'm still working for you. You know, um, 
but you know, uh, uh, so we were lucky that we had, and I, you know, lucky that I was always taught the right way in business where I always had, you know, some, no. some emergency fund, I right. would say, you right. know, a, a little buffer there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, 13 weeks, I, I paid every employee 13 weeks. That's amazing. Which, which was kind of cool. You know, yeah. even if they got bonuses, I, I bonused them to the same way. Um, so, uh, but you know, so, but it, you know, that excuse, yeah, so for you to go through to work with the dummy. Well, okay, you know, uh, work by yourself, or it's not the funnest thing. And that was a great opportunity to, you know, to stop because nobody would have questioned you. No, right. But then you got through it, and now you're doing it. So those are one of the things. Like when we talk about, oh, you just you have to persevere. You have to get through the tough times yeah. and go. That's exactly what we did. And it's COVID. the same thing we did for the vape shop. Yeah, you know, yeah. try. We were closed for nine weeks. Yep. Then we were serving out of a window, yeah. and then we we're putting up plastic and all this uh, stupid shit that I uh-huh. tear down every day. And it's just like, but we did what we had to to keep the doors yeah. open. Yeah. And it was just, it was a struggle. It was yeah. difficult. Uh-huh. And I understand I'm not dealing with food, and the restaurant industry really got demolished yeah. th- during all of this. But it was still a hard thing to do. Yeah. And it was, there was questions that time where like, are we going to be able to do this? If we do serve through a window, are we going to be able to help all these? You know what right. I mean? Like I we totally were, agree. we're yeah. like, well, what do we do? Like people are going to be asking me for this and that. And I got to run all over the store and bring it to uh-huh. a window. I'm like, but we did that for four weeks after the nine weeks we were closed. Right. And we just used it as an opportunity to clean up shop. Yeah. You know, do some repairs, give it a fresh paint job, clean it up, do everything we needed to for when we did open the doors, people could come inside. So I, I, I agree with you that when you, uh, look at things and you prepare for stuff and if you just get, go through the struggle of being closed and then reopening and doing all these things, dummies, windows, whatever you had to do, sanitizing the mats after every class and, right and you know or wipe everything down or so you had to have your your you know your your 30 minutes in between so you can clean the mats and you can do this and you can do that and they can dry and and change this out and wipe doorknobs down i mean you yeah. know I, I like i told people i said listen you know you're in the best industry because we're used to dealing with with you know viruses and stuff like that you know from you know like staff and MRSA and ring you know so we're always cleaning anyway so we're yes. we're used to that Gotcha. You yeah, know, of so, course. Uh, and then we'd have people come in that, you know, they would uh, clean specifically for that. So once a month we'd have somebody come in and, you know, do the the, the deep cleaning for for it and stuff. Like so, an actual company yeah, that yeah. comes in and does that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and really cool. Certificate. So it was, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was uh, a time to, you know, it really what I, I thought, you know, or, or the way I look at it, you really got to see if your business was for real. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You know, so way back when, like in the 80s, it was like a pretty big recession in the 80s. And I was always talking like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into it. I'm not participating in the recession. Yeah. And and people like, oh, you know. How do you not participate in a recession? You just don't believe in it. You just keep on doing your your own thing, (laughs) you know. All right. And say, I'm not going to participate in it. And, um, you know, we grew. That was like, we grew to the biggest we ever were during it. Oh, all right. Because we didn't believe in it. You know, so, uh, but it proved that what we, what we have to do, make sure that people are getting the good service, make sure that the people are getting, you're treating them the right way. Make sure you, you care about them. Make sure that they know that, that you're there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you talked about, oh, it's like family and, yes. and, and, and you know, we, and we always talk about yeah being there. And I've always told you how impressed with uh, 
a lot of little things that you do at the school that you don't, you know, you don't, you know, maybe see yourself. No, yeah, that's fair. I do not. Yeah, and, um, but, so, the same thing with COVID, we found out, okay, are we just a fad? Like, oh, thing, you know, the cool thing, let's go here and hang out here, or is it something that's real? And we found out, again, that we were real, you know, because we kept, you know, we lost students and kept, but, you know, we're... And that's that's kind of what happened with our vape shop too. Yeah. It was like we we lost a lot of customers, but then as soon as the window opened, they were all like, "Oh, thank God, yeah. we've been going here and it's been horrible." Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And it was like, "Oh, no shit, you pe- yeah. like you were waiting for us," yeah, yeah. which felt really good. And then of course we you know opened the doors and yeah. uh, they went through all the. The, the shit that we had to go Oopla, through with that yeah, too. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, it, it, and it's still going on today for the most part. There's yeah. still some stuff going on out there that I still disagree with. But anyways, enough with COVID. This yeah, stuff no is getting huh? so yeah, fucking no old to me. But right. unfortunately that's the past how many years, you know? So well, I mean, it has been the last three that. years of yeah, our lives. Yeah, yes. But yeah. it's like at the same time, it's like, ugh. You know, we still got so much to look forward to oh, now. Yeah, you definitely. know what I mean? Because yep. I'm never going yep. back again. No, me either. I'm, I'm not doing anything else that they've asked me to do. I stopped it too, and I'm re- I regret doing that. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, it, it, it's in the air. So if you're wearing a mask, good for you. But yeah. I think you're just wasting in yeah. your time you and torturing yourself. If that's what yourself. you believe, then do it. Then not. Then yeah, do I, it. I, I actually. I've been that way. Sometimes I ask, like, I have some really good customers that come in my store, and I was like, can I just ask you, why are you wearing that? You weren't wearing it last week. And he goes, I was doing this for you. And I was like, oh, you people are still confused. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Uh you're not doing that for me. You're doing that for yourself. Right. We we already have the science on that. And he was like, really? And I go, you can take it off if you want. He was like, oh, thank God. Uh And I'm like, yeah, dude, this isn't for me. Yeah. It's not, that's uh, that's the way they initially showed us but right. now no 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 yeah. so slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com that's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com you're not sure how to spell it it's right here at the bottom of the screen or click the link in the description below the video and before you check out now put in t-o-p-h-e-r and get 10 percent off your purchase i mean what can I say? I love this website. I love their clothing, right? And now fall is here. That's right. It is October. And look at the brand new designs. We got a dagger and panther tee. We got a Frankenstein. We got the WTF crazy design. Music loving gorilla. We've got new tiki. That's right. New hats. New kids. Um... We got a new skateboard with the Bride of Frankenstein, the leggings, the space monkey. Look at all this new fall stuff. I love it. Their hats are amazing. The embroidering is tight. Every single color stays bright. Wash after wash. These are high-quality products at a great price. You can't beat it. And now you can save 10% off the purchase with promo code T-O-P-H-E-R. All right, so it doesn't get any better than this, but you got to go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com in order to use the promo code and in order to get this amazing merchandise. 
Um, and they make great presents. They got sweatshirts and sweatpants for the fall so you can stay warm. They got a winter jacket for the snow that's going to be coming soon. I mean, they've just got everything. They're great products, and you can only get them here. So go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today. Either click the link at the bottom of the screen or type it into your web browser by using the description that's located at the bottom of this uh, uh, ad right here. And then, of course, before you check out T-O-P-H-E-R to get 10% off your purchase today. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we are open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. Are you looking for an amazing vape shop? Are you looking for a good vape shop? Are you looking for a vape shop that can actually answer your questions and has what you're looking for in stock? Well, You haven't been to New Hampshire Vape Gallery yet. That's right, because we do. I've got all the flavors, menthols. I've got devices, coils, tanks, pods, uh, all the newest devices coming out, the the Voopoos, the Smocks, the ULs, you name it, we've got it in stock today, especially our Delta 8 selection, Delta 11s. We got CBD Um, I mean, there isn't something that I don't have unless it's on order because we ran out of it. I'm telling you, our disposable selection is giant. Uh, whether you're looking for a rechargeable or a non-rechargeable, we've got it for you today. Um, so you need to come on down. You need to come on in to New Hampshire Vape Gallery and talk to the guys at the gallery because we are here to answer your questions, which I'm sorry, is a lost art in this vape world. No one knows what they're talking about. Nobody has any advice for you behind the counter. And half of the time, those people don't even vape themselves. So come to the shop that knows their product. New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m., And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there. NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. You need to go to this website because you're looking for organic products to keep moisture in your skin, to keep your skin from cracking, to keep your lips from cracking. Maybe you got a stressful day and you want to melt that stress away. Yeah, they got something for that, too. It's called a foot and body soak. They've also got a beard oil, which makes, you know, facial heal nice and smooth and it smells good. And then, of course, their body balm, lip balm, and salve are all great skin repair. Uh, uh, It's just amazing. I mean, these products are great, and I just wouldn't buy one. I buy all five. Yeah. Go to naturalbossnh.com today and buy all five of these products, all right? You'll be doing a great thing. You're supporting small business and buying amazing products all at the same time, and nothing feels better than that. So go to naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Go there today, buy one or all five of these products. What was it like seeing your son get his black belt? 
Oh my goodness! Talking about emotions. I oh, I, I was not there, but I heard <laughs> that some people were very shocked that there was tears coming out of your uh, eyes. Oh, I was crying. Yeah. Uh, I, so I'm a I'm a very I'm a very family oriented person. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, uh, black belt is one of the things that to see that the work and the years and for example, for 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 Mason, right. Um, who's a great kid, started the martial arts when he was two years old wow. with me, right? And, uh, you know, karate and did the karate, got his black belt in karate and, and uh, did jiu-jitsu. Would try. I remember, you know, 11, 12 years old, he was training with the fighters when I had the big fight team, you know, and they were like beating the snot out of him. <laughs> you know, he was doing jiu-jitsu. You know, we just had Zed up, you know. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Zed up. And I have pictures of Mason when he was uh, either four or five years old training with Zed. That's so cool. Right. And now Mason's 24. Right. So for Mason to get that and to go through, like he had his thing where he was uh, really big in lacrosse, you know, so he'd go, you know, to lacrosse. And then he went went away to prep school to play lacrosse. And then I would go up there on weekends and train with them and stuff like that. And, you know, so just to see, you know, the, the, I guess the, the things that he went through, the overcoming, you know, everybody's always in a rush. Yes. Right. But he kind of went the path where he went up around the mountain, down the mountain, back up the mountain, around to get to where he was going, you know. But to see that was just, oh, it was so emotional. That's so awesome. So emotional. I was so happy and so proud. So 22 years he's been in martial arts. Yep. 22 years. And and, and all of of that in between school, high school, lacrosse. Yeah. Everything. Pre- huh? Prep school. When, you prep know, school. Yeah, What's yeah. prep school? Prep school is he, he went to Brewster Academy up, up in Wolfboro. So you lived there in high school. So he was living there. Oh. Yeah. He was living at the, it was like a boarding school. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, no shit. Yeah. So he, I didn't he, even know that yeah. that was existed for, yeah. for like high school. Yeah. Yeah. So he was up there and, and, uh, he, he, so he did, um, he did, uh, at Pinkerton Academy, he did nine, 10th, 11th grade. And then he went to Brewster, but then for scholarship reasons for college, we reclassified him back to 11th grade. So they did 11th grade again and 12th grade. And, uh, and, uh, so then he went to college, but yeah, so he was away for a couple of years. So we went to Pinkerton, then went there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Why did he leave? Pinkerton because the prep school worked more um you know Pinkerton is a huge school it's giant yeah and yeah. um and they you know there were a lot of kids and my you know my kids are kind of like me they're not the best students not because they're not because they don't apply themselves yeah you know I never applied myself really in school me neither which I regret to this day but, I yeah <laughs> you know but uh, not regret but I would do it different you know yes um and he was like that but the the private school the prep school was very there was nine kids in the class um you know he was there all day all day, so you you wake up, you you know go to go to change his focus, and then I was there, you know. Then I'd call him at like nine thirty. He's like, oh, I'm um, you know, in a, in a tutoring program with my teacher. Can I call you after nine thirty at night? You know, so he got his GPA up to be able to you know qualify for scholarships and stuff like that. So yep, so they were very personable on on uh you know what he had to do to learn and stuff like that. Which that was is awesome. so wild, yeah, really. Yep, yep. See, I always thought a boarding school is just like you know they got sent to that or the pre- the prep schools or anything. I don't, I did not realize that yep. you could leave a high school, go there, yeah, and then what? And what is reclassified? So he yourself? did. He was a junior. He completed his junior year, but he reclassified as a junior at, at the the private school. Huh. Yep. That's freaking in. 
Like, that is yep. just blowing my mind. Yep. I didn't even know you could do that. Yep. And I don't know the logistics. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if it's just, to, you know, because it's a private school and it's money, then you can have them go through again, you know, but it just worked towards his GPA. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That is so amazing. Yep. A lot of a lot of the kids at that school go um, for uh, a pro, post grad, so they go. They they a lot of them, uh, especially the basketball players there. They have a huge basketball team, and I I don't know how many, but Mason's went to school with a lot of people playing in the NBA right now, oh. and uh, they have the number one prep team in in the nation, you know. And um, a lot of them go for after they graduate, they go another year. They bring their GPA up, so they're gonna get a, a scholarship to these, you know, big colleges like Duke or something like that. Yep. yep. Wow. Is yeah. it, and now he is uh, is he helping up in Concord now? Yeah, he's he's gonna be the chief instructor in Concord. Yep. Chief instructor. Yeah. Yep. The, the eventually the professor, really, when he gets his professor stripes. Yep. Okay. So, all right, I, I do have a question off of that though. I I have uh like my my wife's brother he. Go, he does jujitsu and stuff. Yeah. But he calls the person that teaches him stuff coach. Yeah. What? And then and we and I've always known a lot of people as like professor. Yeah. Now now what rank is he? I don't know what Depen- rank. So so the way we run it. The way you okay. Yes, okay. So technically, you know, after a year you get your black belt after a year of teaching, then you get your professor stripes, which is the the, the white stripes on the end of the red bar. Okay. That's when you become the prof- a professor. And so if you're not, you know, if you're not, um, I'm not teaching, but if you're not, you know, uh, 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 one year into it or like Dan, Dan, okay. Dan's coach Dan. Oh, up until the 26th of this month, he'll get his professor stripes. Then he'll be professor Dan. Has it been a year already? Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. And then, and then Mason, you know, will be coach Mason until, Oh, until he gets his two stripes, and, and it's it's always a year after you yeah, get yeah. your belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's the difference. Yeah, yep. Just like your BJJ start is just BJJ. It's yeah. just jujitsu. Yeah. But PMA is Muay Thai. Yeah, and there's the programs. We there's yeah. all the programs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so okay. That I like the way that that's yeah. breaking down for yeah. me. Okay, because so I didn't understand any mm-hmm. of that. Um. So what what led you to writing a book <laughs> very curious about that you 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 know mechanic power lifter uh-huh. jiu-jitsu karate opening schools all this stuff and then you write a book as well what was that what was that process like for you uh, uh weird it was, it was weird. weird yeah it was different you know the book i wrote was uh, about bullying and um, yeah um it was the book i wrote was more about some things to do but more about how People do it, statistics and stuff like that too. Um, but it was a different, pro- interesting process. You know, it was something. Um, uh, you know, it was something that really. Oh look, I did it. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I thought about doing another one and stuff like that, and and doing it a little more open on some of my, you know, uh, I don't say beliefs or thoughts, but you know, like my the business stuff that I've learned through the years and stuff like that. You know. Um, but it was cool. You know, it's cool in the long run. It's cool. And it's cool to see that you can go on Amazon and buy a book that, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or you can say, you know, Tim Bosher, oh, published author or something like that, which is kind of cool. Well, you yeah, know? that's what it, I was saying. Yeah, so, like, know, it's kind of cool. How long did it take you to write the book? Like, what what kind of process were you using for that? Um, You know, a lot of research and stuff like that. But it was probably about eight to ten months was kind of just 
going through. I mean, it's not a huge book. It's not right. like, you no, know, no, so no. It's, nothing like, it's not like I wrote a thousand page novel or something like that. I was just you know? curious. Yeah. I think it would take, even a book that size yeah. would take me forever. Yeah. You yeah, know what you I know, mean? So I, I think the biggest thing is once you get, it's like anything else, once you get on track, once you get in a rhythm, just getting a, rhythm. a groove, yeah, once you have a direction, then you can go. So cool. And the biggest thing was, you know, having people look at it and be like, oh, this is wrong. What are you talking about here? This doesn't make any sense, you know, because uh, I'm not a good writer. I'm not good, you know. Oh, so you I, would have to write have it somebody, so that when people. Have somebody can proofread it and stuff like that, you know. Oh, I mean, wow. I get hit in the head for a living, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, writing a book, it, you know, really wasn't. But it. it now, is that only a paperback? Do you, yes. Did you ever do an audio? No. Would no. you ever do an audio? I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe have somebody else do it for me, but I'm not. I'll read, you, I'll read the audio <laughs> for you. If you, ever, if you want to set up an, uh, uh, an audio edition, right. I, think right. I, can, I think I could be, be up for that challenge. Yeah. That'd okay. be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where am I at here? Nope. That's the wrong page. Oh, man. Editing. So, well, I... I, I think uh, I've gotten most of my questions answered. Do yeah. you have, uh, did you have any uh, stories of anybody that you've rolled with in, in, in the past or few, uh, it's present tense that uh, blew your mind? Like it was, you weren't, you weren't expecting it or. Um, yeah. Well, for, for one, I remember for this. Okay. This is a, a cool story. Uh, professor Raphael, you know, you, you roll with your professors and they, and they, sometimes handily beat you right and you're like yes. oh my god i couldn't move i was stuck in mm -hmm. but then sometimes you you don't realize that they're still playing with you yes right so i remember one time uh we had gordo up and gordo was professor Raphael's older brother who's a two-time black belt world champion uh he's not very known for for creating the offensive half guard and uh i remember he was up Right, he came up, could barely speak English when he came up, right? And uh, so he came and spent, uh, I think it was five five days with us. I picked him up from New York. He came to train with us, and I was bringing him back. And um, so I remember he was training over knee surgery. And a lot of, you're going to find a lot of good of the professors will let you submit them. Uh, and the reason why is they want to make sure that you have the, the, the submission right, right? I remember one time with Daniel Gracie, I was rolling with him. I caught him. I'm like, why'd you let me? He said, I just want to make sure you can do it right. And he said, you had it. So, and I'm like, ah, you know, he's like, yeah, but if I didn't want you to do it, you would never do it. <laughs> and, but then I, you'll never get it down, which I thought was very profound, right? Mm. So I was training with, and I knew this is what happened. I put a choke and I knew there wasn't a lot of resistance on him and I got him, you know? And um, so I'm like, oh, cool. But I didn't think anything of it. So that, the, the following weekend, uh, we brought him back to New York and we had a, a private lesson with Professor Raphael. Okay. And this is Professor Raphael was still, not that he's bad, you know, but like a, a freak, right? Yeah. He would, I watched him beat up a lot of amazing people. And um, uh, so he's like, oh, you know, Tim, let's warm up. I said, okay. And there were two other people with me. And then he's like, you know, oh, you guys go do class. I'm like, we have a pri uh, private. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. And then like tap, warm up, and like three seconds he submitted me. And, and okay, tap, like, five seconds submitted me. Like, tap. And he literally, it was an hour and 45-minute private. And I tell you, he, I don't even know how many times he tapped me. Uh, if I went 10 seconds without being tapped, it was good. Oh, wow. and, I, and I was a blue belt then, right? Yeah. And, and, and after, like, the fifth time, I understood what he was doing. Oh. He wanted to make sure that just... Because like, oh, his brother let me tap him that I wasn't going to get ahead of myself. 
and think I'm better than I was, and he just destroyed me. And I was so sore. I mean, I probably, like I said, I don't even know how many times I tapped. Oh, wow. And, and he just beat the snot out of me. It, yeah. was, it was like, don't yeah. forget. Don't, yeah, don't forget. <laughs> don't you, forget. Yeah, you know. That's that's it, awesome. Yeah, after a little, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, well, I, I, I do have to say, like, rolling with you and Rick and all the higher ranks, like, when you allow us to go somewhere, I always get more afraid <laughs> than when I can't go somewhere because I'm like, oh, no, he's letting me until he does it. And I'm uh -huh. like, when is he going to stop letting me? You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And you kind of go through those motions. But, yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was we cool. all come from the same place. We all start and work our way up. And it's yeah. just amazing to hear that message yeah. because I think it's very important, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. And, and, and we've all been there. Yeah. You know, I mean, the they say Hodger Gracie's so tough because it was his defense because when he was younger, he was tapped out by everybody would tap him really hard. And his de defense wow. got really good. And then, you know, he kind of reversed it to his offense. And, and uh, you know, so everybody's been there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. But you don't see, you don't, when when we look at you, we don't see that. Yeah. We don't know that. Right. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So right. we're you just, see the above, right? You, yeah. don't, you don't see the, the I see now. That, yeah, you don't see the times where, you know, you struggled and times where, I mean, I remember the first time I was as a blue belt in Brazil, when I went to Brazil, um, the first time, you know, the first time um, I went to Brazil and I competed and, and I won in Brazil. And, um, but then everybody's like, oh, you won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just proceeded to beat the snot out of me. You know, I had a, uh, so I was very lucky that we grew up with professors who, you know, didn't take things the wrong way. Like okay. if, if it, like it was frowned upon, I never knew this. So I, the first time I went to Brazil, we're at, uh, Gracie Baja and Rio and, and stuff. And professor Rafael's like, okay, guys go, and, you know, when we go back, he'd always take some days where, you know, he grew up there. So he'd go see friends and stuff like that. Yep. Or go to dinner with his mom and stuff like that. But he'd always set up training for us. Right. So at Gracie Baja, which at the, you know had probably forty black belts, you know lined up, and it was you know crazy. And um, so I was used to asking black belts to train, oh. and they were like, "Yeah, sure, you know." Um, but that was a no no. So I, oh, I really, was, I was the, the American blue belt <laughs> over challenging these Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belts. Well, let me tell you, the way it was run is there was so many black belts, not everybody could train at the same time. So the all the underbelts would line up. Right, and the black belts would pull them in. Oh, okay. One at a time and train with them, right? Uh, but not me. I got passed from black belt to black belt, so I got beat up so bad. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I really got smashed. Yeah, yeah. Because, but I didn't know. You know, Rafael's like, "No, you shouldn't have done that." And I'm like, "I didn't know. I'm used to you." You know, right? But then he chuckles. You know, then he's like, "Oh, that's funny." Oh wow! So yeah. you were you were you were calling them to roll yeah, just, with I you, know. okay, but you're gonna, supposed to be standing up against the wall. Train. Yeah, but I I didn't speak Portuguese. I didn't know. So I, <laughs> you're just you like know, hey. as polite as I can. I'm like, can we train, please? You know, and instantly that was like a challenge to him. Oh wow! So they really? All, they all went through and and beat. So me as up. soon as you did that, they were like, "I'm gonna tap yeah. the crap out of you." Yeah, they just yeah, smash you, grind you, oh like God. you know, ride you. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that's, that's not our rule. It, it, it wasn't. The, it wasn't that you know they they you know I mean they tapped me out, but they prolonged it. Wow. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. They took their time with they it. Took their time. <laughs> yeah. You're going, you know, they put you in the pressure cooker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so that's so crazy. I did not that's 
So yeah. is that still a, like a, a Brazilian way of doing things? Because I know I've I've asked a few black belts to do no no some yeah stuff, but here but, you know like yeah. in, around our academy and stuff like that and the people come now you you know we you you, you know you're expected to almost I, ask them to train you know what I, I mean? I, yeah, I, I've always know. been under that impression yeah. I actually feel like I feel a lot better when I call a higher rank out and yeah. like like you said before if I made it more than 10 seconds I was doing yeah. good but you, yeah, sometimes that's how I judge my training that's always a good thing you know yeah and, and my professors were always like that you know Rafael was like that you know I spent a lot of time with Daniel Gracie you know he was like that oh and, okay and, and, so and it was stuff. more of a Even Brazil Zed, thing you know but it was they but they knew me they you know there so we're you know, the student, you know, so it was kind of, we had the relationship. So I was thinking like, oh, you know, okay, these guys, you know, like me, I'm going to go to this guy who don't know me. <laughs> and you yeah, found out differently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. How, how many times have you competed in jujitsu? Do you do, just have, once, just once yeah. one jujitsu com- competition. Yeah. And that was in Brazil. In Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, I, what was that? It, um, so that was the, at, at back then, it was the International Master and Seniors. It was the World Championships for the old people back then, and um, the highest one. And uh, so we were going to it, and Rafael's like, oh, we're going to go. The first time we're going to Brazil, he's like, we're going to go watch a tournament. I'm like, oh. I said, can I compete? He's yeah. like, well, uh, we, uh, do you want to? I said, I'll try. You know, sure, why not? And uh, he's like, well, it's closed. Let me see if I can get you in. Oh. And uh, so we went to the headquarters, and he got me in. And, uh, and yeah, and so I want it. Oh, wow. And then after that, I just, um, you know, I, I just kind of, you know, enjoy the process now. You know, I, I don't mind. Like, I think my my comp- competitive fire hasn't gone away. Like, I, 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 but I just don't want to, like, when I start to train or something, like, when I did karate, I did, like, hundreds of karate competitions, right? Um, You know, point, full con, all that stuff. And, and, and but I would get to the point where I would hate training. Oh. I don't want to train. Okay. I don't want to do it. There's a lot of training before you know, a comp- like competition. Like, I don't want to. I don't want, I want to have fun. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I want to take it easy today. I want to go hard today. And I didn't, then, you know, got to the point where, you know, I have to be there all day long at the school all day long, you know. So if I'm hating training, I'm hating being there, then then it's not conducive to the to the school, you know. Uh, so I okay. made the conscious choice, like, okay, I'm just enjoy training and then, uh, uh, you know, not compete. However, every time I go to a competition, I'm like, oh, I should have competed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, really? Uh, so I'm in that that catch thing, you know? Oh, okay. And then realistically, like right now, you know, as I'm getting up there, I'm like, is it going to make a difference? What for, you know, is it, yeah. you know, if I need it to train, like, you know what I mean? I, I train and I like to train and I still, I'm active and I still, you know, um, if I need it to like, okay, I have to push myself to train, then I would but I'd train too much and I'd hate it. And then it would be, I think, gotcha. detrimental to what I'm trying to accomplish at the school. Yeah. 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 Yep. I see that. Yep. I see that. Yeah. I just, I, I, was, I was just curious, you know, I, I, everybody that I know that's in jujitsu, like they, almost all of them compete. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I had Sam on here yeah, and, yeah. and Deborah's been wanting to get into competing and uh, uh-huh. her uh-huh. brother and a whole bunch of other people. And I'm just like, wow. And, and I'm just like, am I missing something? And I'm just like, I don't know if I should be competing, but at the same time, I'm like, I really don't know if I should be competing. So <laughs> that's the thing, you know, if, if you, you know, like you said, you know, you had Sam here, she's Sam's, you know, a, an amazing competitor, Yeah, you know, and that she has a fire for it. And I think that she, you know, kind of lives for that. 
you, you know what I mean? Not lives for it, but that's like, oh, this is, you know, this is awesome. This makes me feel alive. And it's yeah. the thing I do for myself. Then by all means do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I can, you know, uh, get somebody on the mats and, and, you know, they lost weight and they feel good and they, de- you know, to me, that's living. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a, a little different position, I think, but uh, not just not saying, listen, you know, if I was, you know, 30 years younger. Yeah. You know, or 20 years younger, uh, I'm going to be 53 this month. So 53, 53. So, wow. um, you know, it, and I'm going to say I'm old cause I still train. Yeah. But is it a necessity for me? Mm, you know, that is fair. Probably not. And, and plus I, I still like, you know, I, I work a lot and I still like to be home on the weekends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Or, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I go back and forth all the time with it. Like I want to, I don't want to, okay, I'm gonna, no, I'm not. And you know, it's just, but if I'm wishy washy, you know, I have to be under the assumption that I can go compete and just train what I have, do what I do and go train. I mean, go compete and be happy with the results for the energy I put into it. But I'm not like that. I'm a super addictive type person to where it'll engross me. And I don't want, you know, so classes would become about me. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay, I need to do this, so this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Y- right. y- you know what I mean? And it, I, it just... Running a school, you can't really uh, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got to be for the students. Yeah, it's got to yep. be for yeah. the school. Yeah, And that's, of course, just my take on it. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of people that run schools that have, you know, awesome competitors and stuff like that, and their schools have, you know, flourished around, like, the competition environment, which is totally totally great you know yeah. i think competitions are great and i think you know you know you want to do them great you know uh you don't want to do them great no i, I think i'm <laughs> waiting for that inner school one to come back yeah if, yeah, it, yeah. If, if it ever comes it will back. yeah definitely will. we talked it about definitely that will. Yeah. yeah now that things are settling down yeah yeah, like yeah exactly and schools are eating, like you know because we had some events at schools and you had to go in and people could had to stay away from each other still yeah well wait a minute how are we gonna do this right you know right. let's grapple six feet apart <laughs> yeah you can't do it you can't do you it. know there's some videos out there of people doing it right oh <laughs> yes yeah there are when, when did you bring mma into the school because i i don't know if as many people know about the mma program as uh-huh. they know about the jiu-jitsu program yeah yeah so the the mma pro we had the so way back when uh, probably in the probably two or 2010 nine eight and that you know we had a huge mma program you know, we had a lot of fighters where we had like uh, Matt Smith and John Benoit and Justin Holmesy and Chris Graham Mason and Woody Weatherby. And, you know, we had a lot of really, uh, I think only like one or two people weren't like champions at a certain time. That oh, we had. wow. Amazing. Um, but then, you know, MMA, to me, MMA is fun. Training MMA is fun. Uh, training people to fight MMA is fun. But the process of... Um, the process of teaching people to where I have a problem where I want people to be more successful than they are or, or be, be successful more than they do. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. I get really engrossed. And this was something that I had time with Mason, you know, with the cross. I'm like, yes, do this, 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 yes, get this. And that, that, that. He's like, calm down. I said, yeah, but cause I wanted him, you know, he's like, this is, this is my goal. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> calm down. You know, the same thing. Like I, I, I have a consultant business too that we consult other martial arts schools and I want them to be successful more than they do. You know, yeah. like you're, wait a minute. What do you mean? You're not at your school. You need to do this, this, and this, and this, you know? So that's my problem. I have a hard time. I want people to be more successful or successful 
more than they do. Yeah. So the MMA fighters are very, they train to fight, they fight, and then they take time off, and you get frustrated and aggravated because, you know, this is the time you're supposed oh. to be getting better, not just training for a fight to get in shape. And it, so butthead. So I've kind of, you know, but I had a long time into it, and I just, I just want to, like, like I said with the competition, have fun on the mats. Yeah. And if it turns into, like, a headache or something like that, I just don't want to, I just don't want it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so not as many people join uh, join like now. Now, if you come to me and say, "Oh, I want to train MMA. I want to fight. I won't take you." Oh, really? I'll, I'll you know if you want to train, yeah, you know, train Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai, and you want to fight down the road, then I'll train you. Oh, okay. So there's not like an MMA class. There, there. There kind of is, but not, you know, now, okay. now it's, we spar, we do drills and stuff like that. When somebody's getting for fight, we'll put some extra training in, but yeah, we're not just signing people up specifically for MMA now. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just too hard. You know, it's just a, it's a lot, a, a weird dynamic, you know, and, and there's no longevity into it. There's no, um, it, it's yeah, like I said, it's, it, it's very time consuming yeah. and, and, um, you know, it, obviously it's fun when, Things are going good. Yeah, of course. You know, but when things are going bad, things get tough, and it's just... That's what everybody says. I mean, yeah. you listen to the fighter interviews and what they're doing and their camps and everything else. Yeah. It's just, it's a ton uh -huh. of involvement, and it's a 150% a, a yeah. commitment. Um, yeah, well, even now, like, you know, Rick's coming back fighting. Yes, I know. Right? You know, which, which you know, people are like, oh, he's crazy or stuff like that, but I liken it to Rocky. I have something in the furnace still, you know, Rick, I firmly believe Rick's been a competitor his whole life. Right. And he needs that challenge, right? I'm totally fine with it. Um, but now Friday nights, you know, was a night where, you know, I work Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Now I'd go home, you know, uh, uh, work from like 9 to 3 on Sunday and go home. But now I'm, you know, at 6 o'clock, you know what I'm doing? You're training Rick? Teaching, yeah, an MMA class, you know, so I'm not there 7.38 and, and uh, you know, so it's just time-consuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's but, very and I'm excited. Not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not knocking it. And, and obviously, I would do it and do it for him and other people. But you know, I'm just careful now what I'm doing with my time. Yeah, yeah. And you have to, you yeah. have to these uh, days because yeah. it's very important. Time is the uh, one thing that we never will get back. Yeah. So if you're true. if you're using it and it ain't being used wisely, yeah. then you don't get that back. There's right. no return on that shit. Yeah. And then and then I live in you know we moved so I live an hour away from the school now. Right. So now if I leave. You know, and I have to, you know, leave there at 10 o'clock at night because you trained at this, that, you're 11, then you have to be there for, you know, class at, you know, 9, so you got to be there at 8 o'clock, you, right. you know, you get up at 6.30, it's a quick turnaround, you're like, oh, what am I, you know. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yep. got, you're yep. losing all your time, and yep. you're, uh -huh. yeah, yep. but yep. you're helping Rick out, and that's yeah. October 21st, I 21st, believe, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm still, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make that, but yeah. I was trying to, yeah. but yeah, 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 he's super pumped yeah. for it, yeah, and no. there's a couple more kids. I call them kids. They're all, you know, under 25. So I still call them kids. But there's a couple more people that are going to be fighting. And I just saw that. Uh, oh, shit. <coughs> Jeffy? Jeff's Jeff going to fight in November. Yeah, yeah. in yep. November. Yep. So there's a lot of people doing a lot of things uh, uh, under, you know, the PMA name. And yeah. I, I love our school. Like I said, you're, you're, you are like a family to me. But yeah, real quick before we get going. Yeah. You, you got a new pizza oven. You're enjoying this. <laughs> You're having some fun with it. I'm seeing some posts of some homemade pizza. 
What what's going on here? You're just you're just loving this lake life, and now you're just cooking yeah. pizzas outside. Yeah. So I I wanted a pizza oven forever and a day. Oh, okay. I, I'm a pizza fanatic. I love pizza, right? Yeah. I, I, and so I always wanted like, oh, I want a pizza oven, pizza oven. And I know some pizza have them, and people that have them, and uh, I'm like, oh, I want one. Well, I'm the type of person that I won't just go out and buy it, you know. But Laura, you know, um, who's amazing. You know, she's like, oh, I'm going to look into it. So she looked at Mark Delagrati, who is my Muay Thai instructor. You know, um, he has a very Italian family. Okay. You know, and his cousin imports them from Italy. Pizza ovens. Oh. Yeah. No shit. So he, you know, she talked to him and, uh, and they kind of set it up. So uh, I wound up with this pizza oven, which is, it's amazing. And, uh, oh. yeah. And, uh, you know, so the pizza, it's just so much fun. So much fun, you know. It, not only is it is it um, I, I mean, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you get this oven. You have the stones. It cooks at nine hundred degrees. It's you know, uh, very easy. Um, which we cooked wings in there the other day, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so because you were a little <laughs> skeptical about that, because you're like, it goes up to nine hundred degrees. Yeah. How are we supposed to cook yeah. wings in it? Yeah. No, so, it just you just keep on an eye on them. Just keep like an that. eye yeah, on yeah, it. it was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And uh. But it, you know what's fun is everybody making their pizzas a lot of fun. Like they they'll get the dough and roll out the dough and they all try to spin it and you get covered <laughs> with flour, you know. So we're outside and you put your toppings on it and and, it, and it's pretty cool. So you're know? making the dough from scratch. We're not making the we get the dough balls. The dough cheating, balls. Yeah. But okay, I, I make okay. the pizza sauce now myself. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah, you know, so you're stepping it up yeah, a little yeah, bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little and, bit. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, you know, so then, but then you know how they 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 spin pizzas yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. I yeah, there's like an yeah, art yeah, yeah right. It's not like mine. A, not, mine's a rolling pin on. And it, it's right? not. Yeah. It's not like a. It's not. It's like a pull flip. Yeah, they pull they, they, flip. they stretch it out, right? Yeah, yeah. it's and, it's and, very and, interesting yeah, to watch them yeah, do it. Yeah, and um, so but everybody's trying to do their pizza, and, and it's fun. So if you have, you know, I live on the lake. Yeah, right. So we would have a lot of barbecues, and barbecues are pretty expensive. Yeah, you know, but now. Oh, let's make some pizzas, you know, and everybody's having fun. And, you know, I'm not just slaving over a, a grill cooking food. Right. You, know, you put the pizza in and you just, you just you wait. wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And know. it's a lot healthier because even though you're buying like the pre-made dough, yeah. like that's still better than but what you, you would get. You can do, yeah, you can do whole wheat. You can yeah. do uh, multigrain. You can do. They have the, all kinds the, now. The, now they have the, um, the celery, I my celery, um. Uh, cauliflower. Yeah. The cauliflower. That's crust, all, more know. of what I get into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but. Which is pretty cool, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then the sauce is now you it's what you put in it, right? You know, and the top, and so it's pretty. So you can actually make a reasonably healthy pizza to than eat having, instead know, of I going mean, to Domino's yeah, or yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I always throw them out there yeah. because they're one of the worst. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, so it's a we're having a lot of fun. So Saturday's becoming pizza day for us. You know, that's cool. And even people who like oh, uh, they're like getting they're into it. They're like, oh, this was so much fun. When can we do it again? You know, and uh, it's pretty cool because my neighbor uh, loves pizza, and we have really good neighbors where we live. Amazing neighbors, and uh, you know, unfortunately, she's pretty sick. You know, she's older and she's pretty sick, but she loves pizza, and so every time we we do it, we, we bring in there a pizza. And she oh, that's just so absolutely cool. like, that was the best pizza ever. Thank you. How'd you get it so perfect? You know, <laughs> uh, so it's kind of cool that we we kind of you know, share our enjoyment. So we're having a lot of fun just making people pizza, you know? That's yeah, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, I yeah. saw the post and yeah. you talk about it all the time in class. I had to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, it's I a lot of fun. Yeah, I love a, it. A lot of fun. Well, uh, 
Tim, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, this pleasure. was absolutely amazing. Thank you very I much. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, no, it's just awesome. It's awesome to Sorry, kinda... it took so long. You know? No, that 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 has been the one thing that I'm starting to learn, and I've learned from doing this all year now because you're like my tenth or eleventh. Yeah, and it's just tough. Yeah, and so as long as I set up enough. Uh-huh. And I just keep pegging. Yeah. It, 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 it's been working out a lot better. I was doing it like month to month. Yeah. Now I'm setting up two or three people in a month. Yeah. So that way, because I realized that like you can set a date and then life happens. Yeah. Life so happens. it's 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 been a little bit of a learning curve, yeah. but this entire process for myself has been a giant learning curve. So yeah. I'm willing to. Uh, work out those kinks and wait. Yeah. You yeah, know, no, like yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. when I came up to you in class, I'm like, I don't want to be a, you know, a yeah, bug here. No. Like, I'm not uh-huh. trying to bug you, but it's like, yeah. I just, uh-huh. you know, we want to get uh-huh. closer to locking it down and yeah, actually no. making sure and it's going to work like, out. And Teddy worked a lot better because I'm down here anyways. Yeah. I can adjust my schedule around it. So well, like, as soon okay. as you're like, oh, where, where do you live? And I'm like, I'm 15 minutes away from school. And you're like, oh, that's different. Don't pack up your stuff. I'll come to you. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, thank you so my much pleasure. for coming on the podcast. Yeah. We're going to end this thing right here uh i hope everybody out there enjoys their thursday uh enjoy the rest of your weekend remember be kind to one another and as always i will talk to you later stack those victories yeah all right (laughs)